All right, and welcome back to the Shuttlecock Podcast. My name is Aaron Rhodes. Uh, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, selling uh, new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City. This week on the podcast, we have none other than Gabe Coppage. How you doing? Hello, hello. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if anyone has been to a Kansas City DIY punk show in the last several years, I feel like they've probably seen you play drums at some point. Yeah, that's pretty likely. There's always a lack of drummers, but... Yeah, I played in a bunch of bands. Mm. It's probably like f- the last like four or five years. I think I went to my first show in Kansas City in like 2011, mm. something like that. I was probably 18. Yeah. Did, did you grow up outside of Kansas City? No, I, I grew up in the city. I grew up uh, pretty close to Waldo, like um, in between Holmes and Truce in like the 70s. So in the city, you know. Mm. But uh, yeah. And so when did you first start playing drums? I actually have been playing drums since I was like uh, nine, I think, is when I first, I started out just like playing percussion in like school band, you know, Uh, and then I liked it, so just kept doing it, played through like high school, like in jazz band and all that, and I was like taking lessons when I was younger, so. Did, did they have you like on the quads like when you? Were- uh, I did. I did drumline freshman year, but I couldn't do it after that. It was too much. Too much. Uh, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. No Nick Cannon though, you know. <laughs> and and you said you ended up doing jazz band after yeah. that. Did you have fun doing that, or was it more just like a? like your family wanted you to do something and. Oh no! Like the all the band stuff was like definitely my own decision, but. Uh, family's definitely been super supportive of my music the whole time you know like that's uh i probably took lessons for like four years um but you know my parents were paying for that i was like 12 i didn't have any money so so um if you're if you know you're doing all this like kind of more standard classical and like you know jazz yeah. drum work when were you first kind of like were you simultaneously listening to a lot of punk music and stuff i actually was not i've uh always kind of been like a loner or whatever so i really didn't like know about anything going on in town uh i went to like um starting in like middle school i started going to catholic school so like i was (laughs) not exposed to a lot of stuff like that until after but I think I first found out about it uh, like my, uh, the summer before my freshman year of college. So that was like 2011. My friend uh, Fritz Hutchison, who's also a drummer, I think he took me to my first show at the Studded Bird. I don't. It was like sucked dry and kicked in. So pretty good, you know. Yeah, it's a- icy lineup. At- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what what kind of music were you listening to like up until that point? Uh, I was I've always kind of listened to a lot of hip hop, mm. but definitely gone through like phases, you know, like uh, shoot, you know, like in high school listening to, like metalcore and whatever, you know. I just like was kind of finding stuff on my own, mm. and then I went to my first show. I was like, oh, this is what I've been supposed to be doing. Did, the whole did time. you end up at Warped Tour? Was is that? Yeah, dude. When I was fifteen. Well, I was just talking to somebody probably like 2009. I was 15. Mm. Yeah, I was killing it. <laughs> and what what made uh, Fritz think you would be into 
uh, like the DIY hardcore stuff. Fritz, Fritz had been going to shows, uh, and so he just like knew about it, and he knew I liked, you know, like that, like I would be into it. I think, and we're both like drum buddies, you know. He's all he's still playing all the time, you know. He's definitely was like a big inspiration coming up. Like he's killer drummer. Did, did you go to school together or? Had, nah, how did you go? Uh, I knew him through people. Like he's older than me, but like uh, some fr- like Connor Burke. He's in my grade, and they were really close. So, it, Fritz's name sounds familiar. Like, has he played in a bunch of Kansas City bands, or uh, not? Not in any punk bands, but like, he's like pretty much like a professional drummer at this point. You know, he'll do like studio stuff, but he has his own band, like the Fritz Hutchison Band. Mm. Yeah, nice. yeah. And but shout out to Fritz. Shout me my first show. <laughs> and at what point? Like, did you know, like, right away, like, oh, this is going to be my thing? Yeah. I want to get involved? Or Yeah, no, it was cool. Actually, I do remember why Fritz took me. is because, like, Fritz also got me a job at Indigo Wild. Mm. It's, a, like, a soap factory in town. And at the time, like, I feel like everybody that played in bands worked there, you know? So that's how, like, Fritz took me to a show so I could, like, meet people outside of work. But, yeah, that's really also working at that soap factory. You know, I met like the No Master dudes and all that. So yeah, well, I I know like I'm pretty aware of like there is like a history of punks working yeah. at the soap factory. <clears throat> Do you know what that really stems from? Is it just like kind of an easy gig to get? Or? Yeah, I think it, it. I think it's a lot different now than it used to be. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think you know, just it's nice working with your friends, and they were always good about hiring whoever. So, mm. but yeah. And, um, so yeah, do you have like any real, like, like favorite memories of just like those early days going to shows and like Stutterbird stuff? No, it was just like really being exposed to like a whole new thing. It was crazy. Just like every, like going to shows by myself, like in my parents, like Corolla or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was, yeah, it was just like taking it all in. It was crazy. But like we were saying, like having taken like or like studied drumming, I guess, like coming up, like I definitely was like starting from scratch with like punk drumming. I feel like like I had no idea how to play any of that yeah. type of stuff. Like I could play loud, but not like I don't know. I just like had to, I would just like listen to certain records or whatever that I was into and just like over and over and like learn the drum parts. And that's how I learned, you know, like the crucial punk beats or whatever yeah. oh yeah i'm sure like you just get tossed into it like a suck dry show yeah. having come from playing jazz drums and you're like oh, man these is this yeah. a blast beat like, yeah that's, no it's ooh. like it's punishing in a good way like yeah little davy shout out little davy too definitely big inspiration mm. it's killing it like that's for real like that uh first no master seven inch is like i i remember like like really Zoning in on that one. The the self titled one or Yeah, yeah. I yeah. just had to get the D beat down. So. Yeah, that that and, and man, that thing holds up too. Like I, I come back to that yeah, record like every most. year or so and I'm just like, This is nuts. I'm yeah. like I'm glad I got to see this band when I was I like fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. I definitely think they're underrated. Just like in general. Like that people outside of Kansas City don't know. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a, I feel like they did kind of achieve like pretty like like notability within oh, yeah. the midwest but yeah, like yeah. beyond that they they really should have yeah, like 
like been like kind of nationally known i feel like yeah no that's yeah totally it's perfect <laughs> and then agent follows and there it's just just as good yeah stuff, yeah so. no Devin is born to be a front man that's <laughs> awesome and yeah so um i did kind of want to talk about your your drum style for a minute too because like i could like i i didn't know until today that you were you know playing jazz drums and that type of stuff yeah yeah but it, it makes a lot of sense because i know you ha- you just have like a really like kind of precise technical yeah like speedy style yeah definitely and so uh, i guess that comes just kind of as a fusion between like yeah punk drumming and jazz drumming yeah i yeah i just i studied like rock drumming too <laughs> like rock drumming mm-hmm. and when i was taking lessons but yeah i think and i also i just like think about those like early punk bands i feel like a lot of those dudes like you know they didn't have like punk records to listen to so they're like coming from similar backgrounds maybe and i think it's just cool coming at it from a different angle but yeah i definitely i feel like i've been trying to be less technical recently like yeah uh i started out i just feel like feeling like i had to learn like this way of playing punk drums and like you know what i mean i like really focused everyone just told me to play as loud as possible i'm like i am (laughs) but yeah i've been trying to loosen up a little bit just thinking about it differently always and when when you say you kind of studied like other rock drummers like what kind of bands were you looking at when you were doing that oh i just mean like my uh I took lessons from this dude, Doug Allwater. He's actually still teaching um, at Explorers Percussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, he, like, has, like, a couple books he's even written, so we would just, like, go over, like, basic rhythms, and he has, like, a big Latin book, too. So I, that stuff is really interesting, I think. But, yeah. And, so, uh... Yeah. Yeah, because, um... You mentioned that, like, you are, like, consciously trying to be, like, a little less technical now. And does does playing with Unforgiven 5 kind of, like, give you a chance to, like, yeah. veer away from punk drumming a little bit? Yeah, I don't feel... I feel... Warm Bodies is the same. I feel as though it's, like, a natural evolution, though. Not, like, I'm trying not to... Trying to be one thing and not... It's not like I'm... Like, I still love hardcore and all that. It's just, like, I, like, just was doing the same thing over and over. I, like, would catch myself just, like, you know, I had the same parts, and I would play it the same every single time, like, live at practice. Like, I just, you know. But now I, like, am really trying to, like, I don't know, play around and just, like, see what happens live. And, like, a lot of times it's, like, figure out stuff. It's cool. Mm. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, and so do you kind of see yourself like trying to just like hone in your own like real kind of like a signature style? Would you say, or are you just trying to be more creative about it in general? I think just more creative in general. Like I'm always, uh, I'm not, this, I'm not ever really thinking about it being like my style. Like I, I feel like I know what people. You know what I mean? Are used to or like would expect me to sound like in a band, but I'm really just like taken from people, different people all the time. And like I watch, I watch drum videos on YouTube all the time, just get in holes of that. But yeah, you know, like 
other drummers in the scene definitely influenced me too. Like when Tony uh, played in like Phantom Head and, and everything. Like when Beta Boys played with Phantom Head, and that was the first time I saw them. I was like, first time I ever saw Tony play drums. I was like, damn, I really need to like step it up. You know, I just like I'd never seen somebody play drums like that, and it was cool. Yeah. It, what do you, What do you like about Tony's style? It's that's what I mean. It's like looser, but also just like Warm Bodies and Unforgiven Five like lend themselves to that more. Whereas like, <clears throat> uh, like all the bands I was in before, just kind of like hardcore bands. You know, I was just supposed to kind of like lay back and play loud and fast. You know, but not. I don't know. I'm just. I really think about like dynamics and stuff like that now. Like like making the loud parts like more impactful than just like playing loud all the time. Mm. But like Tony, just seeing Tony play, like he was, <clears throat> yeah, he was just opening everything up. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I might be wrong here, but was this the first band you played with Shapeshifter? Uh, yeah, that was my first band. Um, I also, yeah, I met most of those dudes through like Indigo and James was a James Ramsey singing that. Mm. We're still chilling out. My roommate. But yeah. And um Shapeshifter yeah. and then Beta Boys, I think. Yeah. Right after. Um and I also like when Dylan stopped playing in Night Moves, I did that for quite a while. That's fine. In Blood Shaman. Mm. Yeah, mm. so what there was like a period I was in like five bands, mm-hmm. but I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> like it was awesome, but I can't do you it. You like capping that. it at two or three yeah. right now, so yeah, just two, just mm-hmm. two. And um, but yeah, what was it like? What do you think it was like a challenge for yourself when you were just starting out, like in shape? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I was, <laughs> I just really didn't know anybody, you know. And uh, I'd been going to shows for a while, but I definitely felt the need to like prove myself. So I had been, like, just listening to, I was, I think I was listening to, like, the Brain Slug demo, this, like, New York hardcore thing. Mm. But just, like, trying to play, like, super tough and loud and all that. And it worked out. I remember, like, the first time jamming, they were all super stoked. <laughs> well, was everyone in that band, like, pretty into, like, Youth Attack stuff back then, too? Because I feel like I got a little bit of that yeah, energy from it. yeah. Definitely. I, f- I feel like that was, like, a lot of Steve's influence for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, there was, like, 2000, was it, like, 2012? Mm-hmm. Like, that was definitely a time, <laughs> an era. Yeah. Uh, but what, what bands do you think of that era when you were kind of just first starting off were, like, the most important to you personally? Ooh. Man, I... I'm trying to think of like I feel like I'd be lying if I was like thinking of specific demos but I was even when I was playing in Shapeshifter you know I feel like I was still being exposed to so much Mm. and even now I I feel like a poser you know because like (laughs) I came in when I was 18 and I don't have like the like I didn't I wasn't listening to like records like when I was younger and stuff so I still feel like I have catching up to do but, you know, so I was listening, like, people were just, like, showing me, like, oh, this is, like, Chromax. I'd be like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like, so, uh, yeah, I was just, like, taking it all in mm-hmm. for real. Oh, like, definitely, though, like, more just, like, hardcore, you know, 
like aggressive. I was all angsty and nineteen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel I feel like kind of the same way. Like I think even though like like I probably started going to DIY shows like just after you. Yeah, no, and, I remember coming up. But I was like, oh, I am like so, like a few years younger yeah. than you, so. Um, you know, I, I had those records a little earlier in my life than you did. Yeah. But I, I do feel kind of similar, though, because, like, all I really had coming into DIY punk was, like, pretty much just, like, everything mentioned in the American Hardcore documentary. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like <laughs> that movie really was, like, the, the moment when I figured out, like, oh, like, this is really good stuff, and, like, I need to listen to way less, like, skate punk. Yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, like, casualties. I'd, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was, like, super into no effects and all that stuff. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's still fun stuff to listen yeah, to. Yeah. But um, what was I saying, though? But, yeah, so, after, like, besides, like the, like, the essential 80s bands and stuff, I think I was kind of, like, learning all of these newer bands as they came to town and yeah, that was just was, my way of doing it yeah and like i feel like it was probably a similar thing just like yeah. oh there's this crazy band from like texas that's coming to kansas city i've never heard of them yeah. i don't know how i would but now i know about them and i'm just kind of adding to my like kind of personal yeah. collection yeah. no it was really really cool to like find out about bands just by seeing them you know yeah that doesn't always happen so mm-hmm. yeah and there's it's a good time for shows oh yeah <laughs> and there's always that thing too of just like you see this band and you have like no idea how like revered they are within yeah, the scene no, but, and yeah. then, then they like never come back and you're like i wish i could have like appreciate appreciated yeah. that like I, I i saw kulo the only time i saw kulo was when they played like a surprise set at outer space oh yeah uh, dude i was at that show too no yeah, yeah. and i had no idea who kulo yeah. was and i was there i'm like okay this guy's naked this is pretty crazy yeah. like and I, I missed the other show they played after that and they never came back so i'm like yeah man that was i wish i could do that again but <laughs> <laughs> i know i remember seeing like glue like when I was first starting going to shows and I just had, it was kind of cool just like having no idea, but everyone's like freaking out. Mm. I was like, oh, this is cool. What, was that the Bad House show? Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think that like might have been one the first of the, I think it was like first lineup or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was maybe when they were with Reside and Breakout, maybe? Yeah, I there was like a few, I, I feel like there's at least two or three bands on yeah. tour. But uh, yeah, that was like my first. Uh, exposure to texas punk which yeah. is now like a huge part of everything i feel like so mm-hmm. oh yeah every that crucial texas sound <laughs> oh yeah like if you're like if you're in kansas city and like you're just not into what's happening in texas punk like you're probably yeah. not having a good time yeah like, like speaking of like like accidentally seeing bands like I remember uh, seeing Wiccans at the Sweat Lodge, and I'd never heard of them. I just like friends with everyone that lived there, so I was just kind of there hanging out. And then I saw Wiccans, I was just like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. And um, but yeah, so another couple. So you mentioned that you were in Blind Dog after mm. Shapeshifter, and that was yeah, a, a really fun band. Do you have yeah. any like specific like memories of that that jump out at you? Uh, I, w- I for real that was probably like the sh- unfortunately like the shortest uh, 
band I was in, but it was like I just I really love that type of hard like that dark hardcore. It's like a good, just kind of like the good parts of metallic heart and like I don't know, mm. yeah. But and uh, those dudes are all solid. Too, oh yeah, so, yeah. And but something I meant to ask you though is like since you're now you're you're in Unforgiven Five now, and that's more of like a more rock and roll type yeah. band yeah, than. Yeah. Uh, other stuff you've done, but you you were playing in Blood Shaman for a while, yeah, and that it, that was also a bit more of a rock and roll thing, yeah, than I guess. other stuff you were in. So, do you think that was like kind of a good precursor for what you're doing in Unforgiven? Yeah, I think both. Like, uh, you know, it's pretty natural. The sound, like, definitely, like trying, like I know Unforgiven is like a rock band or whatever. Now, like when I'm thinking about parts. <clears throat> but I really think it's just like James and I have been playing music together for so long that that's just kind of like what it is. It's not like like a evolution from Blood Shaman necessarily, mm-hmm. but like you know we were playing together then, and now we're playing now, and it sounds different. But I like, yeah, um, yeah. W- were you excited about like? At that, at that point when Blood Shaman was starting about like getting the chance to play something a little different than yeah, just, like, I think, 80s hardcore? Yeah, that's really when I s- first started like uh, trying to play outside of my comfort level like that um, and trying new things, you know. <laughs> it's like kind of aw- some awkward parts. I'm sh- I like have heard it, but it's, yeah, that was sick. It was really good times, but yeah, started playing, thinking about drums differently for sure. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're kind of mentioning like you you have kind of like revisited that stuff lately. And yeah, no, I always like it's fun to listen to old stuff sometimes, you know. But I'm not like trying to like relive my glory days <laughs> or whatever. But <laughs> yeah. And yet, so after that, you end up playing in Beta Boys for a while too. Yeah. And I'm guessing that was like maybe the first time you got to go on a big yeah, tour. Yeah, no, Beta Boys. Uh, was like the first band I really I actually filled in for Dirty Work one time in Omaha that was tight but that was like my first out of town show but yeah Beta Boys uh, we did a West Coast tour with Dirty Work is also that was the f- my first tour yeah we played like everything is not the first everything is not okay too mm. probably my first fest I played it was cool and what what were some of the cities you got to hit on that tour? Yeah, that was my first time ever being on the West Coast. Like, we kind of hit everything, you know. Like, I'm really bad at, like, the specific logistics of everything. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a great time. And, like, good to see the West Coast and just get used to playing out of town like that. Mm-hmm. I also forgot Deacons, too. Like, that was the same time. Yeah. It was, like, a lot of... Yeah, nothing personal. I'm just forgetting bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, so do you, do you think you did you guys do like Washington, Oregon? Yeah, California? that was yeah. We played. We actually there was a we played the first Olympia Hardcore Fest. That was like one of the big highlights of the you know like plans of the tour to make it out to that. And we stayed like pretty much the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm like that was the first time I met all those Olympia dudes. You know, there, it was like. Yeah, so beautiful out there too. That's great. And you're you're not getting the the itch to move out there, are you? Oh no, no, it is so. Yeah, I I totally understand, but I love Kansas. Um, I love Kansas City too much for real. So mm. 
Yeah. And um, I don't, like, things aren't, like, too drastically different within, like, hardcore punk right now, I feel like, as opposed to, like, maybe, like, three or four years yeah. ago. But I do, like, at least a little bit, I feel like it was, you know, a little just, like, wilder back then in general, yeah. like... And not to be like, oh, PC culture, this yeah. is, everything's No, terrible, I, know, like, I know what you mean. But yeah, people yeah. just did a, a little more like crazy shit back then. Like, yeah. are there any like just antics from that tour that like you can remember? Or Oh, man. And it's, it was cool if you don't want to speak on it. No, but. like <laughs> it was it was amazing. But <laughs> there was definitely a lot like I was, you know, I was driving a lot of that tour and just mm-hmm. like so stoked to be on tour but i definitely like made a lot of mistakes i feel like mm. getting lost thought i like broke my leg too but how that happened oh uh, just somebody like fell on my leg at a show like when i was just standing so it just kind of mm. but yeah, i was limping the rest of the tour played a few shows on it but what was that like your right leg that yeah, like, oh, yeah, man. yeah yeah <laughs> it was at a berserk, the first berserk town. I guess we played like every first fest. No, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. What, like, yeah? What what bands did you end up with on like those those couple like West Coast fests? Like, yeah, no, I remember like I was really into gag and all that at the time. You know, I feel like Olympia hardcore was like booming. Like, I never really heard about like punk coming out of olympia and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like there are all these bands so and it's still you know they've been consistent the whole time a lot of same dudes but mm. we uh, actually it was nice <clears throat> this last summer uh warm bodies went on tour with lumpy and the dumpers and it was like a very similar route you know not the same but i got to see a lot of the same people and like play you know but with like a whole new like whole new set of experiences and mm. it's good and you you mentioned that like with gag came like this kind of explosion of like olympia yeah. hardcore like just like 10 amazing bands like happening at once and everyone's like oh olympia yeah. is a crazy place to be right now yeah. and i don't know like i feel like maybe some people wouldn't even admit to it but like Hardcore punk in America does have those like kind of hot spots that like yeah, kind of happen is, and then they kind of blow over at to some extent usually. Yeah. It is interesting. <laughs> like yeah, there's not really like I don't there's always though some band. You know, it's not like there aren't other bands like Gag that are good or like, you know, out there doing similar things, but it's just like there's always going to be like the one band that's like highlighted for some reason yeah. i don't feel like there's i don't know mm. you gotta earn it i guess I but know. like i and maybe it's something that you can't answer because i can't really because like being inside of kansas city's scene like it's kind of tough to get like to see like an outside perspective on yeah. it but like i i would be curious to like ask someone who does follow like american hardcore punk like how they view Kansas City, like if there was like a moment where they thought like Kansas City was really hot, and yeah. like if we aren't right now or if we are right now, I think it just, I think it just took a, took us a while to be noticed. You know what I mean? I feel like it definitely there was like a period where it was getting like really hyped up. Like I was talking about, like seeing all those Texas bands for the first time. Like they were 
all, like new cult going down south and everything. But uh, I think just we've been on the radar since. I don't know if you know that everything comes in waves, like mm. fresh batch of bands and everything. I feel like there's been a lot more new bands recently, which is cool. You know? Yeah, and yeah, I think like maybe it's just because when like like I thought about it like this because like Dirty Work was like. And like Dirty Work and New Cult were some of the first bands that I started to see regularly. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of feel like that was like like a period when Kansas City got like started to get like a lot more national yeah. recognition. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's kind of like I said. It's kind of hard to tell when you're living there, like yeah. how it's viewed from the yeah. outside. But yeah, forget that. That's interesting that. to think about. That. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, when. Like, can you tell me a little bit about how Warm Bodies kind of got its start? Yeah, I, I, I've known all of them for a while. You know, like I, I work at with Jordan at Oddities Prince. So, um, and I've known Ian for a long time too. Actually, like kind of even before I was like playing in bands and all that. But um, Jordan told me that him and Ian had been jamming and like they wanted to play in a fast band, like just play fast and Olivia wanted to front a band for the first time and I was just like whoa you know what I mean like I was like that sounds crazy but yeah and then just like from there kind of started but I said yes (laughs) um and yeah you mentioned that you have gotten to tour with that band too yeah Warm Bodies yeah has taken me the most places like that for sure yeah, it's been really nice. Yeah, because... We've done, like, our first... We've done, like, a bunch of little weekends and stuff like that. Play St. Louis a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, our first tour was down south, two weeks down south. Um, it was well-received, and we had a good time. Mm-hmm. That was my first time playing in the south, too. Like, all the way, not just Texas, but... Uh, um, yeah, and then we just went on that last West Coast tour going to europe in march so oh yeah i was gonna ask like i'm mm. like either i knew you guys either had gone somewhere out of the country or you were going to so yeah. is this the first time you're yeah this okay. is like pretty much the first time i'm like going out of the country you know so it's great like i definitely would not be able to do a trip like this unless you know i was playing or something so it's awesome opportunity yeah. where, where, where are you guys going in europe I, we're flying uh actually like right after this upcoming everything is not okay we're flying uh out of chicago to milan and then it's uh all over i i don't really <laughs> have all the so so you're doing italy and yeah like spain spain and, i know we're not doing France? like any uk or like England, oh, no. but well, yeah yeah so, it'll be cr- yeah <laughs> so it's, it's gonna be are, are you fluent in any other? No, I actually used to. I went to Academy Lafayette from like first through fifth grade, so mm-hmm. I'm like familiar with French, but it's been so long. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure enough people yeah, out there yeah, know, yeah. know English, so <laughs> yeah. not not a huge problem. But yeah, it's exciting though for. So. And I know, man, it, Italian hardcore is like pretty crazy in general. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm I I don't just. I just actively don't really keep up with a ton of like 
European hardcore right now, yeah, but like stuff going on. Though, all the sure. yeah, all the past like Italian stuff that people have shown me, like Smart Cops and like all those types of bands are like really unique. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll get to yeah. see some fun stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, it'll be cool. I have no idea like what type of bands we'll be playing with, but I'm excited. So mm. yeah, and. um <clears throat> So, Warm Bodies is also um, about to release an LP mm, right now. Yeah, is this yeah. the the first twelve inch that you've got? Yeah, to it's play my. On? It'll be my first LP. Yeah, we've put out a couple seven inches. Uh, like the demo got repressed, and uh, we recorded with James for my Burning Love seven inch mm. um, that Grace Ambrose at Thrilling Living put out. <laughs> trying to do my promos right now <laughs> oh, yeah. shout out to grace yeah shout and out to james juice uh but yeah this is my first lp and we just recorded it kind of kind of came together last minute but i'm i'm pretty proud of it you know like i like i'm really into the new songs and uh it uh we're having it pressed for that european tour out there but mm-hmm. also um martin is gonna put out a U.S. pressing yeah, too. So it'll be on uh, Lumpy Records. Yeah, yeah, Fish Fish Records. Oh, Fish. I, I think it might be Fish. I I don't know. Yeah, it's his little, yeah. little sub label. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be out. It'll be Lumpy. And uh, are are these like all new songs that are? We we record we we recorded some old songs actually, like some songs from the demo. Uh, yeah, we just play them so differently now that it's kind of nice to like revisit them like that. You know, so. Have they just kind of like evolved, like as you played them live? Or yeah, definitely. I like found found our sound. You know, like I definitely feel very in sync with Jordan and Ian and Olivia. You know, but like Jordan and Ian especially, I feel like we just like play music together now. So it's pretty natural. Oh yeah, you guys do have like a really like kind of interesting yeah. chemistry like at, when you play together. So. Yeah. I yeah, I've never played music like this, but it's great. We're like just like all soloing on top of each other, but it works somehow. But but yeah, we just like play if anything, we're just playing them like twice as fast. Like sometimes the I shouldn't be talking like that i guess but like the demo to me sounds like it's like 33 when i listen to it. i'm like damn i was playing so slow you know I've stepped it up since then so yeah oh yeah and that's not even like i don't know maybe it's just because i see warm bodies so often like i haven't even like really yeah. noticed that's the a, difference that, but like thinking about it now yeah like, that's yeah like thinking about the demo in my head i'm like oh yeah they are playing this a lot faster i now. know yeah that's kind of what i realized too so like you know there's people that haven't seen us live i can't just assume everyone has seen my band <laughs> not everyone has seen my band Why? everyone <laughs> should see your band though yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah would, would you so you, you said you guys are playing like you're just your style of playing in general is a little different now than when the band started yeah uh, how would you say like how would you compare the new songs to like the the past material would you say like is there like a real like yeah difference you could talk about i feel i feel like we've kind of been on a similar pace for a while but like you know it's always like evolving but i feel like you can tell each time you know like we haven't come that far away from the demo or anything like that Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's just I'm like I'm really proud of like the Eats Non Rot tape still. I really like the sound in that. 
And that was the first time for real. I was like, this, like, <clears throat> when we were writing those songs, I was like, yeah, like, you know, we had been playing together, like, we had done a tour, and we had been playing together, like, a year, and I felt like we were finally, like, writing songs, like, all together. You know what I mean? Mm. Instead of just, like, making it work or whatever, just, like, trying to write songs, it was just, like, happening naturally, so. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of bands out there that really do just kind of, like, piece their songs together, like, in kind of a more, like, scientific way instead of just, like, being a really tight-knit band that, like, writes together and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. Yeah, I love, yeah, because this is Ian's first punk, like I was saying, it's Olivia's first time fronting a band. Mm -hmm. She's killing it, and it's Ian's first punk band, he's killing it, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like, like I have a background, I guess, in like jazz and Latin, like you were saying, and then like Ian is coming from a different background, and Jordan like has been playing in punk bands forever, so it's just like a good mix, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> Ian's like young Jimi Hendrix, you know, <laughs> so Jordan and I just have to like tame him, that's basically the dynamics. <laughs> Yeah, does does Ian just like come at you guys with like some like really like left field shit sometimes? Yeah, but like, it's always uh, great though. Yeah. Like you know, like the, it just took me a while to, yeah, yeah. Ian's just like yeah. And and, and you say <laughs> Jimi Hendrix part partially because of the yeah like that, the left that hand I just mean split. he's just a madman. You know, he's yeah. like a mad scientist on this shit. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so so Ian can throw in his uh, Instagram bio uh, punk punk rock Jimi Hendrix yeah, and yeah. hashtag evil genius <laughs> mad scientist. <laughs> and yeah, so you you were saying that you met Jordan through. Oh, I don't know if you met him through it, but since you guys both work at Oddities, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how how did you first start? Like, did you you know did you just shoot in an application or? Is it, like, I. <clears throat> No, I uh, I was an intern my sophomore year of college. Um, I like w- went to UMKC for studio art, so I was like taking some printmaking classes, and I knew like I just knew Jordan from seeing Dark Ages. You know that like Dark Ages was huge when I was first going to show, or like at least to me, you know, it's yeah. just like Dark Ages. But <laughs> and then so <clears throat> I just like interned there. And it went well, you know, and I kept studying printmaking and then like oddities became a thing and they were like rehabbing the building. But just after a while, Jordan can't do everything, you know. So I came in and uh, like while I was still in school, too, but just started working for him and like learning how to print shirts and stuff. So it was yeah, really nice. Like how it's crazy how much I learned in like such a short amount of time compared to like those three years of studying art you know what I mean like mm. yeah it was great for me so and I've been yeah so I've been there for like three years as a printer mm. yeah and uh but yeah how how far back does your visual art work like kind of extend I guess it's kind of the same as <clears throat> drumming you know like I always like like I was saying, my parents are just supportive, you know, so I would always be, like, drawing and stuff, and, uh, 
all throughout. I never, like, really took it super seriously. You know, I was taking extra art classes in high school, but, like, who isn't, you know? Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) but, yeah, it was, like, I I just kind of decided to study studio art. You know, I I was thinking about going to the conservatory for music, but I just, like, didn't really want to do that, you know? Like, I'm glad I did what I did, you know, so. Do you think it's just kind of, like, because punk offers a little more like artistic freedom and yeah you, you figure you can just like yeah it's more so that i'm just like not cut out for the um conservatory you know like that's mm-hmm. just not how i i just can't like do music like like i really enjoy taking lessons but i also had to stop doing that at a certain point you know it's just like yeah felt natural and, like, yeah, printing came, like, really naturally to me, too, I feel like. Or I just, like, immediately liked it, you know. It's very repetitious. and mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and your your style, like, is really mm-hmm. kind of, like, there, there's a big, I feel like there's a big focus on, like, geometry and, like. Yeah. It's like, very graphic mm-hmm. like that. And I definitely think about my art, like, <clears throat> in terms of, like, printmaking now, like, just like all my drawings kind of like in that style with like that in mind like how it would be printed so it's cool yeah and what would you say like some of your biggest inspirations are as far as like your graphic work uh for real like similar to like being like stoked on like all the bands that i was seeing i was also like at the same time, like, being exposed to, like, all these new artists and stuff I'd never heard about. But, like, really, like, Young Ice coming up, I was, like, just trying to rip off Olivia and Danny. Danny. Uh, Parliament. Mm. Yeah, so. Danny's, Danny and Olivia are still some of my favorite artists, you know. Inspired by them all the time. Plenty of other people, too, so. Like... Well, yeah. Like, who who was big for you, like, kind of growing up, though? Like, as you were, like, just first kind of delving into. I guess I was kind of, I don't know. Nothing, like, too specific like that. Like, I just, (laughs) it's like a little kid watching cartoons, you know, so I'd draw stuff like that and, yeah, draw, like, comics or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. So, so but no, like, no, like, like, I was taking drum lessons, but I wasn't taking, like, private art classes or anything mm. i don't know uh so were, were you pretty like is there any like because i know you've done like album art and stuff for like night moves yeah. and like you did the trader canine demo yeah, I've, had, I've had a few commissions like that mm. wait oh, are, there, are there any of those that you're like most proud of that you're that you got to do for other bands and stuff um i, I love them all i think one of my favorite designs is the like that last night moves t-shirt with the motel capri on it oh yeah it has like the grim reaper on it. yeah that was yeah. actually before i was doing anything out of these like jordan just printed them for us <laughs> but uh yeah i i really like that one my style has kind of changed a lot i haven't been making too much of my own art unfortunately but i actually have a commission i'm trying to start now so mm. new stuff soon hopefully how, how would you say that your style has changed since back then? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I was def- I was drawing a bunch of Reapers and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like my art was definitely like kind of like fully influenced by punk at the time. You know, that was like all consuming to me, I guess. But mm-hmm. 
just over the you know like finding my own style through school and like with printmaking i i do i draw just like bricks now that's kind of i'm like really into like landscapes and just like how much architecture you know what i mean without ever having like figures in your work like just using making landscapes like that mm-hmm. Prisonscapes. <laughs> yeah. Prisonscapes. No, yeah, because uh, was I'm 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 thinking of one of your designs that you've done. It, it, what I I might have the wrong name for it, but well, I don't even know a name for it. But like it was like a it was like a prison with like a watchtower in the middle of it. It was that like a design? Oh, that that's like done? a I think a shapeshifter sure maybe. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like it got used for a recent like show flyer. I don't I'm not know sure. Which, no, it was for like the Iron Cages show. I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. It's mm-hmm. like a what's it called? Octa something. Like a, a panoptic. Yeah, yeah, panopticon. Yeah, panopticon. Yeah, it's just yeah. And that's part like of the, really, the prison landscape yeah, thing that you're into. I, yeah. I've kind of been just drawing like prisons exclusively. Yeah. Do you, do you know if there? Do you think there's much of a reason for that? Or yeah, just, like, I like just like work? I'm. I don't know. I'm. I feel like the. It's able to like communicate. I'm trying to think of the right way to say it, mm-hmm. but just like really oppressive, you know, like express that like the feeling you get when you think about prison or whatever, like just by looking at the building, you know, you can do that through perspective and like manipulating stuff like that. But even just in general, I find those buildings to just be like, you know, it's crazy. Like you're just looking downtown, there's like highways and everything like banks. And then there's just like a jail, like up in the middle, you know? So it's like out in there. Um, Yeah. And no, yeah, I did. I did want to, of course, ask um, where, where where does um, the the ice moniker really stem from? Yeah, uh, I started. I started using ice, the alias, mm. like uh, when I was when I was eighteen. I got like my second tattoo was a diamond on the side of my head. I have like a diamond on the right side of my head, and. Like, my friend at the time, like, when he saw it, he just, like, couldn't believe it or whatever. He's like, oh, ice head. So I just roll with that for a while. Mm. But, you know, you can't be <laughs> having people call you ice head forever. So it kind of naturally turned into just just ice. Mm. Yeah. And um, I've been rolling with it. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of has trickled over into, like, your design work and... Yeah. You ended up having the the T-shirts that you made. Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> it is it is funny like how just kind of like a weird inside joke or whatever to me has like become such a yeah. It's I it's I feel like it's very possible these days to like create like a persona on the internet or something. You know, like if you really want to, you can like. I don't know. There's totally like Instagram celebrities and stuff that have like followings. Not anything like that, but just like if you just keep saying it, you know, people like believe it. Oh yeah, and yeah. like there's like people that don't know me at all, but and you know, 
I don't think they get. It's just a joke or whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like it, it, like something like that is kind of real easy to stumble into now. Like people will just like kind of recognize you for like your brand or the word most like associated with you, and yeah. like that that can be all they know. But like. They, they know you to some extent so yeah i guess it is in a way like kind of mocking that you know yeah because <laughs> like you could see the the word ice every day you know it's like the most common thing and there's so many like easy yeah just stereotypes about it but yeah mm. and um <laughs> so uh do, do you have like further plans for like doing like more clothing and like I, other yeah. stuff with with the name? Yeah, I was just I was actually just talking to Jordan today about maybe printing some more long sleeves cold out. But for real, like those those eye shirts were like the first long sleeves I printed. So like I've looked at them and been like, man, I've come like my prints are like so much better now. Mm-hmm. So I would like to come at it with a fresh start. I, I was thinking about wearing mine for the interview, but I'm like, no, nah, uh, cool. be, yeah. be a little on cross, the nose. Cross but, promotion. Yeah. But yeah. And, soon, um, hopefully, sooner than you think. Yeah, <laughs> but also recently you've had the well, last year you put out the ice tape and the fanzine. Yeah, and so yeah, what kind of inspired that? Well, that yeah, I don't. That was just kind of an I like a I guess like a retail idea mm-hmm. I had. I just wanted to see if it would work, but also I. You know, there's like a huge tape culture in punk and everywhere else too. So I just already making mixtapes and stuff like that. But I just, you know, I list, I just have all these punk tapes. But I'm like, a lot of the, like I listen to a lot of hip hop, and you know, there a lot of stuff now like doesn't even ex- there's like no physical copy of it. So it's just kind of like I just thought it'd be cool to like put that on a tape, and you know, it's not made to be. Or it's not, like, recorded or, like, mixed to be played on that format. So it, like, kind of has a different sound, which I think is cool. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so it's, yeah, just like a hip-hop mix, basically. Mm. Um, and yeah, I got Ice Tape 2 finished, but not out yet. So. <laughs> and, and are you all out of the first one? Yeah, I think I, I think I have, like, one copy that I'm trying to, like, keep for myself. Mm. But, yeah, no zine or anything. But yeah, we I released the first one at the expo, our first expo, and it went well. Um, and that was like it was like a pretty much like a fanzine. Like you printed photos of you had Gucci. Yeah, in there it was like stuff. all like a feel like each song basically had its own page mm-hmm. with like some memorable quotes from the songs. <laughs> and you had the the iced out bar. You had the Gucci chain. Yeah, no, yeah, there's. The the second one is less just like doesn't have to be every song doesn't have to be about ice yeah. but uh, as much as the first <laughs> and you'll have the second one at like some of the mixtape parties yeah there's up yeah there um t- what is it today tomorrow the twenty sixth there's a mixtape swap at like seven p.m. at Revolution Records and so yeah I'm gonna try and have some uh, copies of bootlegs of ice too available so do you know well if they'll be like kind of more widely available like if they'll be on like yeah. the oddities store yeah or like I, I, yeah we're definitely oddities is uh push i was also gonna say like the ice tape kind of turned into like we're like we sell like a mixtape starter kit basically like at the shop now 
And so, just like, you know, the ice tape worked and went well, so um, we're doing that. But I'll probably have it for sale at the odd shop, maybe online. Yeah. And, yeah, one of the last things I wanted to talk to you about, though, is, like, you know, so that whole mixtape is, like, a lot of trap music and oh, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I've... I've kind of like grown to realize you have like a very. I think you have a pretty specific taste when it comes really to yeah. hip hop music. So, yeah, not not that like the ice tape is like a um, like a bible of by any means, but I like him. Have always really been about southern rap, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always been stuff coming out of Atlanta, but like, yeah, <clears throat> like I, probably like eighty percent of what I listen to is like. Artist from Atlanta, so I know I you just, do some Memphis stuff too. Yeah, yeah, know, Tommy Wright. Yeah, you did like a, to, a Tommy Wright bootleg yeah. T-shirt yeah, the yeah. other like a year or two ago. Yeah, that was pretty sick. Yeah, no, yeah, it's all like, and just like how uh, like coming from like jazz background kind of like helps me think about playing punk drums differently. Like I for real, I'm like thinking about the like even though it's like you know <laughs> produced on the computer or whatever like. There's, like, so much crazy rhythm stuff happening in those songs that, like, you know, a lot of it's, like, impossible in real life or, like, you know, basically impossible. But it's, like, really cool to, like, just be, like, have a more open mind about, like, what's possible with rhythms and stuff. You know, it's, yeah. So is there maybe a little Zaytoven influence on the warm bodies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ice on the track. (laughs) No, but yeah, like, I'm really, I'm, like, so nerdy about all the hip-hop stuff. Like, I love, like, I'll just, like, I have, like, producers all, like, so I'll just, like, listen to all the songs, and that's how I find out about artists often. It's, like, if I know the producer, I'm probably going to like the song, so, Mm. yeah. And so has Southern rap always, like, really been your thing since you were, like, a kid listening to hip-hop? Or has it kind of just grown into that over the years? Yeah, I mean, like, I... I Yeah, I definitely wasn't, like, as uh, narrow, in, like, as I am now. But, like, you know, like... <laughs> Paul Wall... You, I just saw you posted pictures from the Paul Wall show. Yeah. I unfortunately couldn't go. But, you know, I remember I was probably in, like, fifth or sixth grade when all that, like, Mike Jones, Paul Walsh, like... All that Swisher House movement was a huge influence on Ice, believe it or not. But yeah, so all that you know, Southern. Mm. Yeah, most I guess it was like mostly Texas at first, you know. But then definitely gravitated more towards contemporary stuff. So. Yeah, and I, I know you had a, a DJ Screw track on the first yeah, yeah. Ice tape. So. Yeah, no, the first Ice tape. I guess I was really trying to like cover all my bases more and I'm I feel more comfortable now to just like I narrowed it down to just all stuff that's released from 2017 but you know mm. yeah so yeah it'll be a good like kind of year in review and yeah like, so that's people... kind of what I want them to be now it's just like a yeah like a summary like it'll come out like after the new year each year yeah. people people will know what you're listening to yeah ice three already in the works <laughs> awesome and also like Maybe this isn't it, but, like, I feel like you also, at least when it comes to hip-hop, you have, like, a real kind of focus on, like, authenticity when you're, like, listening to some of these rappers. Like, there's, like, people that, I f- that like, I don't know, just from talking to you, I mm. feel like you don't take them quite as seriously if they, you know, maybe don't have, like, 
real street cred or stuff like that? Is, oh, some, is that yeah. something that you think about? It's, it's, I mean, it's something that's like talked about constantly, you know, and just like in lyrical content, it's like mm. all like, but I definitely like think about it, but no, yeah, I just, I really feel like I know what I like now more so mm. than that. There's just like so much music coming out now that you just really have to be able to filter it out. I don't know. But also, like, embrace new stuff, too. Mm. It's, like, a big thing. Yeah. Embrace new stuff, 2018. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so um, well, is there anything coming up that you want to uh, make sure people know about? Any shout-outs and stuff? So you got the Warm Bodies LP coming Yeah, soon. Warm Bodies LP coming out. Yeah, th- shout-out to Martin. Thank you for putting it out. Um, Ice Tape 2 coming out whenever I feel like it. And... Yeah, that's about it. Just look for shows. Awesome. Thanks to you. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, people can follow at ShuttlecockMag on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, you can visit ShuttlecockMusic.com to find all the articles. There's a web store on there, too. You can get the T-shirt printed at Oddities Prints. Yeah, by as Ice as, himself. <laughs> yeah, and the new, um, the second, the year two photo zine is there, too, and we also have buttons. And make sure you listen to the ADD podcast with Jason Barr. And yeah, oh, where can people find you online? Oh, uh, follow Oddities Prince at Oddities Prince on Instagram and at Gabe Coppage if you wish. But, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show this yeah, week. Thanks, Appreciate man. you it's coming. It's a pleasure. Thanks, dude.